Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. Yay! Welcome back, Zen friends. It is a fabulous Friday. We're very excited to be here. Once again, my name is Brittany Swan, and this is Social Ketchup, and I'm here with Shannon Kessler. I am in the icy tundra of Louisville, Kentucky today. We have an ice storm that is really just uh, came and pounded us in, and now we're stuck in my house and jealous of Brittany in her, you know, 76 degrees in sunny Florida. So super excited. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) It's nice and sunny here. I sweat today. So sorry. Yeah. You guys can hate me, but that's, but oh, no, I, we don't hate you. We're just jealous. That's all it is that don't, don't confuse the two. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to make a point to start posting pictures on CZO. Cause I do want to keep you guys updated on like little micro renovations I do throughout the house. Um, you know, I, I came from a house that was basically a Smithsonian of memories. I lived there for 10 years and I was just like, you know, ah. so making this house has been really tricky to like make it our own. And we don't know what we want to do with it. So we're starting with a very small area, which I'm really excited about. And so as we're like kind of transitioning, I thought about this today on my way home from the doctor's office. And I was like, one thing, like if I, if someone was looking to do this or go through like this transitional period that we're going, my like, one person piece of advice that I would offer to them. And I was like, I would say, hang the fucking pictures because here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> and Shannon's like, oh, about Ooh. that. Um, <laughs> I'm not good at hanging pictures. That's <laughs> why there's like four in my whole house and I've been here for 10 years. <laughs> it was tragic. Uh, but I will tell you, it makes you feel so much better. Even if you know you're going to knock down that wall, even if you know you're going to paint it in six months, I swear to you, I think it makes life more livable. I'm getting ready to take down a wall soon, like in the next six to eight months when we transition, but I still hung these pictures and it just reminds you of like a day and a time and a life. And, and it brings me back to like my, my life in Louisville. It bring it always, they make me smile. They make me happy. So I just want to share that piece of advice to you guys. Like if you're, even if like you're not moving and you're not transitioning, like hang the fucking pictures, because I think it just, it makes your life so much more like, Oh, and honestly, I yell more, I yell less at my kids when I see them in nice little cute clothing on, on walls and <laughs> like the ratchet kids that they are, they like with chocolate over their face and screaming in my face. So just, well, I love that yeah. advice. And I remember um, a few years ago, it's probably been like five years now that for Christmas, you gave me four framed photos of my family and a hanging kit. And that morning when you brought them over, I was like, oh, this is so nice. And she's like, no, we're hanging them right now. And we did. And now they, they stayed there. Awful job. We My mom did have to come back and she was like, oh, I'll fix these. There's no, no problem. But the fact is they got on the wall. They looked great. And every time I love them so much. And I absolutely agree with you. It is the, it's one of those things that just makes your home feel like a home. It's like, it takes it from a house to a home and pictures will always do that. And I have, we have lots of pictures around our house. We just don't have them on the wall, but I agree with you. It just makes such a difference when you have things hanging on your wall. It really, really does. It makes it more homey. Um, and I don't know, it, especially when I can't always be with Louisville. Sometimes I feel like I still have a piece of it there. Like I see the pictures and like I remember the moments and, you know, just sometimes I do, even though it's nice and sunny down here, guys, sometimes I get a little, I get a little homesick. So, well, I'm um, sure you're not missing it now while it's under ice. I can't imagine that you would be sad about that, but I do. Honestly, (laughs) can I tell you one thing I did miss and I kind of wanted to chuckle. One of my favorite things and not favorite things was going, is going to Kroger. And I do miss going to Kroger. I am not, I love, I appreciate Publix, but I was always a Kroger girl and, uh, and our Kroger is bought well, my old Kroger in prospect was bomb. So like, I, I, I never had any complaints, Everybody's like, I hate Kroger. I'm like, yeah, but you only live next to the one in prospect. So yeah, that's true. Actually, that's, that's a, brings me to a good point. I am, I hear a lot about people being irritated with the things that they can't find in the grocery stores right now. Like, you know, we've all been there where we're going for something and it's out and, you know, I can't remember the last time I saw a fully stocked area of cream cheese, you know, it's just like, it's barren and, you know, people just bitch and I'm like, ah, 
you know, I, I get it. I, it's an inconvenience that we don't have these things. This isn't like, you know, it's, it's annoying. I get it. But what I'm not tired of are the people that are showing up to work to make that environment a safe place. And that's not just Kroger, but it's like, it's everywhere. It's like people are, you know, really annoyed with the, you know, working shortage. And I will tell you, there's no person more annoyed than the person who owns the business that they don't have employees to do the work. I can tell you that firsthand. It's it's awful, but we're doing the best we can. But what I what I'm not tired of are the people that are showing up and doing their jobs. They're, you know, making sure the the places are cleaned and everyone feels safe and they're going the extra mile to do what they can. They're trying to soothe, you know, angry customers and it there's just a lot going on and a lot and I think sometimes we just get so stuck in our own like you know, mini inconvenience world where like, oh, this is frustrating. It's like, yeah, it might be, but it's, you know, it, it's not going to be like this forever, but just take a minute to thank workers if you see them because they're doing a great job and they showed up for work today and they are doing what they can to help you get what you need. That's a great point. Sometimes we just don't think about the bigger picture where it gets stuck on our own. We're the main character of our own movie and you just kind of get, you get on the same reel, like you're on the same hamster wheel. And it is, I mean, even the people that are stocking the shelves or, or unloading the trucks or not even stocking stuff, just it's, it is crazy from a dry cleaner to a pet groomer or whatever, like everybody needs help. So yeah, everybody, everybody. Um, Well, funny story today, before the ice got here, I was able to um, make it to a, a tennis practice this morning um, and was able to do my practice and got home before the ice came. And we have a, a snow day today. So there is no like NTI for us. It's just legit. My kids are, you know, enjoying a, an update on Roblox and I won't see them for the next 72 hours, which is totally fine. Oh. That's fine. <laughs> so I'm like, as long as they have a pulse, you know, they're good to go. I'm okay with it. And, you know, my husband was in the oven. And yeah, I'm it. like, you guys are good. Okay. So there wasn't like an urgency for me to really do anything. And I'm like, okay. So I decided I was going to take a day bath and I can't tell you the last time I even took a a night bath, let alone a day bath. But I will tell you the day bath is where it's at because you don't feel like rushed. Like you get in, you take your time, but it's not like a, I'm so tired and I have to get out and I've got to, you know, wash my face still and get out, you know, and get ready for bed and like all that kind of stuff. No, I put in my AirPods. I put in my cocktail jazz station. I got in the bath. I did an Epsom salt soak. And I was I was just living my truth in the bathtub. I'm like, oh, this is so nice. This is so great. Yeah. And I, I mean, I was probably in there for like 20 minutes. And I was like, all right, all right. Well, you know, I'm good. I'm ready to get out. And, you know, did my washing, that stuff. And I get out and I'd gotten a, a package in and I was going to try some things on. And I, you know, I dry myself off and put some underwear on. And all of a sudden I was like, what the fuck is that? I swear to God, Brittany, it looked like my water broke. And I'm talking like a gush of water from my vagina soaked my underwear completely. I was, I mean, if I had, I I would be so worried if I was pregnant, I'd have been like, oh my God, I'm having a baby. Like this is what the fuck is happening. Wait, my question is, did you have the jets on? I did not have the jets on. No. Oh, well, I can't explain this. Yeah. So then I I was was like, uh, water making it there. No, no, I'm like, was my vagina thirsty? Was it like, let me just get this water real quick? I have no clue. I was flipping out. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. What what just happened? And it hasn't happened since. Like there's no more water to come out. There's there's nothing. And so and naturally I do what anybody would do at this point. I'm like, um, water <laughs> leaking from my vagina. Is that normal? <laughs> it's, you know, it's self-cleansing. So it's very normal for your vagina at some people it will experience after a bath. And I'm like, whoo, okay. But I was definitely not prepared for that. <laughs> like what? And just like that, that's the end of my day bath. So, Well, yeah, I wouldn't take a day bath either if I was going to happen and you didn't know when. I don't know when that's like, going to happen. What if it didn't happen in your closet? What if it did happen when you're at the post office. What and if it would have happened when I was trying on the new clothes that came in? And then I was like, well, I have to buy these now because they have vagina juice on them. Like, I don't know what to do. Vagina juice. And, you know, friends, That's I'm not, not going to, I'm not going to, like, this is it. This is where I draw the line with these two. 
I get it. I get it. But you're my friends. And I just need to know, does it happen to anybody else ever? Just please let me know. Just need to know. No, seriously. We thought unicorn tears would be like a great wine name, but vagina juice is just. Vagina <laughs> juice is just. <laughs> you're like, how did you call vagina juice? Well, I was taking a day bath one day and then I got <laughs> I just leaked. I don't know. Seven. And then our brainchild was bored. I'm like, that's <laughs> okay. Oh. And then we can be like, sipping up vagina juice. <laughs> <laughs> Lead back. <laughs> so inappropriate. If you're still here. If you're still here. We do have a show for you. We do. We do. We got, we got some things in the social catch up that we think you guys are going to enjoy. We also have some things that will make you think. So, you know, pick and choose. Uh, but we are going to start off with uh, something that um, it, you either, you know, you love it or you loathe it, but the group chat. And Brittany and I are in a group chat with some amazing women that like when it pops off, we are laughing hysterically. It's It brings me so much joy when I look up and I'm like, oh, we have so many, you know, comments coming in and it's just so fun. And I feel so lucky to have like one of those group chats that you love, but I've definitely been on the other side where I've had a group chat that I loathe and I'm like oh my god get me out of this thing like I don't want to see any more of this you mute it yeah I I have definitely have a couple of those I'm like like and you can tell when like the others the other people that kind of like too because like they're like just liking the comments that's all they're doing (laughs) right they're not really engaged they're They're really not participating they're like so happy for you (laughs) LOL. You got this girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all you got. You got one of those? Downed in. Yep. Yep. Down yep. Oh, you know what? Before we, we move on any further, I wanted to ask you, how did um dry January go for you? I wanted to check in on that. Yeah. Yeah. It got a little damp. Um, yeah. but I do think thanks for that. I do think that it went better than I expected. Great. Um, I, I, I partook in some cocktails a couple of times. Um, overall, I think I learned a lot. I okay. learned that I don't really crave it, crave alcohol as much as I thought I did. I think I craved the first 20 minutes mm. of, of like, of the alcohol experience. Um, and so I had to ask myself, like, do I want anything after the 20 minutes? And that was like, kind of like a come to Jesus moment for me because then it meant like, okay, well, I, I'm constantly chasing that first 20 minutes, every cocktail after that. So what am I trying to prove? Right. Um, and another thing, like I, I didn't, I don't think my sleep was like that changed. Uh, but I did notice a little bit in my energy as the month went on a little bit and my focus was way better. I did notice that. So, um, although I'm still scatterbrained, so like a crazy squirrel, it was less squirrel. Like I was like, maybe like an older squirrel or something. A wiser squirrel, if you will. <laughs> Maybe a wiser squirrel. <laughs> but I, I would do it again. I think I still, I guess I'm still not drinking during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I still, I think I would tread lightly even if I went out. Um, yeah. yeah. And honestly, wine is not like really hitting for me lately. So I've been drinking like a lot of like tequila and sodas. So that's something. Which are delicious. And also you drink them a lot slower. So it's easier to, in, you know, experience and indulge in those 20 minutes. Like that first where you're like, ah, oh, there's that buzz. There she is. That's it. That's all mm-hmm. you need. And I, you know, I like lime. And so I just, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's not like the, and two, I don't with wine that's like, I would just drink myself into a stupor because yeah. I love the taste, mm-hmm. but I don't love the feeling. So yeah. I'm trying to fill it in. <laughs> yes. I, I see agree with you. Yeah. yeah. I do think, um, cause I mean, I didn't do completely dry. I, I said before I was going to go damp with this and I really, I, I liked it. I mean, I, I think I learned a lot about my patterns with alcohol by tapering it back. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I, I noticed a big difference in my sleep. Cause I felt like my sleep was more restful. I wasn't waking up, you know, like in like a three o'clock, four o'clock hour being like, Oh, you know, and trying to like fall back to sleep. Like my rest was like simultaneous, which was really nice. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I had more energy per se, but I definitely think I've been more patient with my kids 
and more like, I don't know. They, they even made it. They're like, mom, you just seem so happy. I'm like, I am. But it also, I think too, like I, you know, I've really taken into tennis and I play that a couple times a week and I don't want my alcohol to, you know, affect my tennis game. <laughs> and so I'm like, nope, I, you know, just a couple glasses and I'm good to go. Like, I don't want to do it. And in fact, yeah, we went you to, don't want uh, to shut up. You want everyone else like mad at you or been like, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to do that. And we went and celebrated my husband's birthday like last week. And I didn't realize that restaurants offer this as an option, but they do half bottles of wine. Like not that they give you a full bottle and you only drink half. It's just like a mini version of a wine. And I was like, tell me more. And that's where I'm like, this is, this is perfect because I got to drink, you know, it only has like two and a half glasses in it. But then like when the bottle's empty, you're like, you don't feel compelled to ask for more. You're like, no, I'm good. My bottle's empty. This is, you know, this okay. is great. So I'm like, this is a great size for me. Um, mm -hmm. I love it. And we went to um, a basketball game this week and I had two Aperol spritzes and I was like, I'm good. I didn't even drink at the basketball game. I was like, no, I'll have club soda. That's and that what I've noticed about every single time that you have them, it's weird because it's, cause it's supposed to be like a pre, like a, a pre-drink, right? Mm -hmm. That's Aperitivo. To mm -hmm. Yes. So, but sometimes the feeling is like, that's good because it's such like, um, the palette of, uh, the, the way it touches your palate. It's weird. Like, I always feel like I can, like, ah, I'm good. Yeah. But then I always, ask, but then I don't always listen to myself. Like right. add a glass of wine and it goes downhill, but <laughs> I do agree with you. Like you're, it's something about an Aperol spritz that you can cut off very easily. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm like, okay. And sometimes you just like, you only need two, like you can go for more, but like two is really like, they're, they're sweet enough that you're like, I don't really know if I want that same flavor, like repeating mm -hmm. right now, but like two where it's at. And I'm like, this is, this was nice. This was nice. That's what it is. It's the flavor is so like commanding. So it's mm -hmm. not like a, two's good. Yeah. Two's good. Well, yeah. I'd love to hear how everyone else is doing through dry January. And if you did take it and mm -hmm. if you're going to like waste March, I don't know. We're really hitting a home run on this episode, Brent. <laughs> Vagina juice and moist March. <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> all right well in uh happier news um, <laughs> yay! rihanna and asap are having a baby so turned up for this i now there was speculation for a long time that she was pregnant and i love all of her clapback she's like y'all been trying to get me pregnant for years and that shut everybody up and then it turns out she was pregnant, she was pregnant. so Happy baby Riri. I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, there has been no chicer and more hip and cool way to release your baby announcement than Rihanna just did yeah. this week. Riri just, she really showed us how it's done. And I, again, I think you might have to just be a certain person to pull that off. I'm not sure. Like if I was pregnant, I couldn't pull off a T-length puffer coat and really baggy jeans with belly jewels. That I would look ridiculous. It wouldn't be authentic to me but with Riri it just looks effortless and her baby bump is so cute and I'm not really a huge fan of like a crop and a baby bump I don't know maybe because for my own self I always just felt more comfortable when it was covered but that you know that's just me personally but Riri's like no 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 girl I can be in the winter with a crop peak my, my bump peeking out and it's good the snowflakes I'm like there's snow on the ground Riri. she's like no I'm good Bumps good. I'm like, okay. well, you know how hot you get when you're pregnant. Like, this, 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 this is the air conditioning. We're good. Yeah. But this I'll is why she felt comfortable and why you didn't. It's because because <laughs> she's belly a billionaire and I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> that, that too. Mm -hmm. Your belly button went kind of crazy. Oh so. my god, my belly button was trying to poke people in the eye. <laughs> like, I mean, your belly button so was high five everyone before you got in the room. Like, like it had like a game to win. <laughs> I know I couldn't wear anything white or light because you could just see like this, you know, the imprint of my belly button through the cloth. I mean, it was aggressive, aggressive, aggressive you know? belly button. Uh, I think that's probably why, but mm -hmm. homegirl didn't have that. So no, nope. I wish <laughs> I like you and your belly button. That first born though. Peace and love. It's the first, but second one, it could pop. Yeah, get ready. Yeah, get ready. I love the way that she announced. I do 
no, like they're speculating about how far along she is. I'm going to say five months. That looks about Maybe. right. I'd say like five or six. She looks like she's been baking for a little bit. Yeah. Any speculation on the name? No, I'm not even going to try oh, yeah. with Rihanna. Like it's going to be something fabulous and like beautiful. And it's, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm very much ready to be surprised with that one. It's going to be like polar bear rain. I'm like, yes. You know, like it's going to be. <laughs> Cause those things are chill, you know, cool. <laughs> I just can't with that minute. Okay, I thought that's good. That's good. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I mean, she's so, she is, this kid's going to be like the coolest kid ever. Like, oh. I don't, like, there's no cooler kid on this earth than Correct. this kid right now. Agreed. Because so. I think ASAP's going to be a great dad. I just, he's so cute. And he just seems so personable and... Uh, I don't know. Like he just, I don't know. I don't know much about him. I just know from what I've seen, like, you know, comments and, you know, celeb stuff or whatever, but he just seems like a super chill person that is going to be a really hands-on involved and like cool dad. And you know, he's yeah. rubbing her feet. Little re feet. Mm-hmm. He's, he's rubbing things. Like, right. Let's do this. Exactly. This baby's going to be happy. Right. You know that like Rihanna is going to be kind of a ratchet mom, which I love. Like she's definitely going to be like Legos everywhere, have stickers. She doesn't care. So yeah, let's do yeah. it. Like, let's do it. Go Riri. Congratulations, yeah. you guys. It's going to be great. Going to be great. Um, but in other news, there's we mentioned this last week and I thought this was really funny. The amount of polarizing opinions um, that showed up in the news after we announced this. Um, the Minnie Mouse makeover is not welcomed by all people. So to honor Disneyland's Paris's 30th anniversary, uh, designer Stella McCartney created a brand new outfit for the iconic mouse, a blue and black polka dot uh, pantsuit. And while many are excited that, while many are excited that Minnie is making, is mixing things up, some people Uh, have very different ideas and are not happy about a fictional cartoon character um, wearing pants instead of a dress in 2022. Hmm. Yeah. That's weird. So Stella McCartney says um, this is a symbol of progress for a new generation and she will wear it in honor of Women's History Month in March of 2022. I can't wait for you to see this new look at Walt Disney Studios Park. And there have been people who have just really embraced this saying like, yes, this is great. There have been people saying like, okay, love that she's in a pantsuit, but why is it black and blue? Like, couldn't we just have stuck with her color scheme and done a red with white polka dots, which also could have been super cute. Um, But we do have Miss Candace Owens from Fox News that criticized Minnie for changing her outfit. And I'm just going to read this quote. Um, But she says, you know, all of us were traumatized when we saw Minnie Mouse and she was looking like a female. And as we were as we were growing up, Owen says during the broadcast, they were they are taking all of these things that nobody was offended by. It's like they have to get rid of them and destroy them because they are bored. You know, they're absolutely bored. They are trying to destroy fabrics of our society, pretending that there's issues. So everybody's so everybody looks over here. I don't think anyone has a real issue with it. I mean, like, I think some people are like, well, why'd you change it or whatever? But I don't think she has pants on. Well, that's what some Disney people have pants. Well, okay. And some characters don't even have clothes. Like Mickey doesn't wear pants. Donald mm-hmm. doesn't wear pants. I don't know why Goofy is a dog and he has a full on like shirt, vest and pant option. And Pluto is a dog and Pluto doesn't talk. Pluto walks on all fours. It's a cartoon. So like it's fictional characters, right? But like it the but there are some people who are like leave them alone. And even people who are, you know, really upset about the um the makeover for the M&Ms. There and even M&M got in on it like the the company did and tweeted out a picture of the green M&M in her new sneaker. She's like, "I didn't know my shoes were going to break the internet." And I was like, "Way to clap back, M&M. I love that." <laughs> I was oh, I love it. But this is know, what I thought too, like about the whole mini. I love the look. I thought I it was great. Too. I thought it was I really love cute. a change though. I'm like, oh yes. I mean, and it's up to us if we want to buy into it or whatever. I think it's a great way to celebrate something. Um, Stella McGartney, she's a fantastic designer. Like, why not? I think this is, I thought it was great. I loved it. Yeah. I love the color scheme. I liked mix, mixing up the colors on mini. I think most women embrace that too. 
Also, I think this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but I think if Stella would have put her in some leggings and a t-shirt, no one would have said shit. You know, and that's a good point because Minnie has worn pants before. There have been other outfits that Minnie has worn where she's, this isn't the first time she's worn pants and it's not the first time she's actually worn a pants suit. So it was really interesting to see the opinions come out in droves like this. And I don't know if it was just because it piggybacked or it was in that same time frame as the M&M makeover. And some people were like, why are we changing candy? Like, I'm not really sure if that played, you know, into the, the feed of the, you know, the snowball, if you will. But, um, I was like, you, first of all, you ever been to Disney World and walked around Disney in heels and a dress? No, but Minnie Mouse has for years. She's been going up and down Main Street, singing and dancing in her dress and her heels and never said nothing about it. But you know what? Deep, deep down in her heart, she's like, I need pants and I need shoes with no heels. Give me sneaks. Give me some pants. Let me live. Let me just live my truth. We're trying something new. It's not like she's abandoning the dress forever. I thought it opened up so many different outfit changes too. Like I think it op- opened up her wardrobe. And if we were going to call it such a stink, then why don't we call it just cause a stink when Wreck-It Ralph came out and all the princesses had on loungewear? This is where I got with this. I was like, well, then why didn't, why did we all know? I think it was because it was an elevated look. Mm-hmm. It looked like this look was going to take over her traditional look, which I thought that's not what it's enough to do. Yeah. So many opinions that many, but I liked it. Yeah, she just went up and knocked in my book. I did hear that she didn't have pockets in the pantsuit, and I feel like that, you know, Stella, maybe maybe hook it a girl with some pockets. Uh, in the picture pockets. we posted, her hands were in her pockets. Oh, was it? Oh, okay, great. Well, maybe 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 I misread that then. But I heard that she didn't have pockets. But if she does, then amen, sister. Have your pockets. Man. What's next, Shannon? So trigger warning. Um, for anybody who has sensitivity with suicide, but it was released this week that Miss USA, um, Chelsea Christ, Christ? I think, I think it's Christ. Yeah. Um, who won Miss, um, USA in 2019 committed suicide this week. She apparently jumped off of a balcony in a high rise in New York city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So apparently she's had some issues over the past couple of years with um, mental health. And this, this is a platform that she has been very vocal about speaking on and being a face of and something that, you know, has been very passionate to her. So it was, you know, very, it, obviously very sad that she passed away, um, but also that she took her own life in the wake of being such an advocate for mental health. But it was, um, very unexpected because she seemed to be in a really great place, according to her parents and her friends. So we are sending thoughts and, you know, prayers to her family, but wow. It was, it was a big shock. I, um, I kept up with, I went through a little bit of the social media post about this and tons of people were commenting and reposting and, and stuff in regards to this. It was really interesting to hear, how she spent her last days. I mean, she was on like basically what she does, like a media tour. She was taking pictures and smiling and doing all the things that she's supposed to doing, posting on social media, doing, you know, and it just goes to show you that you just don't know what people go through. Um, That's what hit me the hardest because what you put out there sometimes, I mean, and then to take yourself to a different place to where you want to commit suicide, it's just so vastly different. And we don't, sometimes think about that. Yeah. Well, what were, what were the comments saying? What did you find anything that was really interesting? Um, the, well, I found this, um, through like the, her former, I guess, pageant mates. Um, they said that she was like the light, like she was the one that is super grounding that she offered so much just, stability within the pageant circuit. Cause it can be very catty. Like she was just a very good, like home base for people. Um, even though this very cutthroat community, um, they just were very surprised because they thought that she was in a different place. Yeah. That was, that was what I read through the, through the, and there was a couple of, um, ex bachelor, bachelor nation people on there, um, that were just really torn up about it because, you know, they're friends. And yeah. I think it's a very close knit community. 
Yeah, I just want to read a quick excerpt just of, of her accomplishments um, in the pageant circuit that she started her pageant career as a teenager and won the Miss Northwestern pageant while in high school. And in 2019, she was crowned Miss North Carolina and went on to win Miss USA, becoming the oldest contestant to ever win at the age of 28. She later represented the United States at the 2019 Miss Universe competition, finishing in the top 10. And I know her her mother was um, a pageant winner as well. She was the, her mother was the second black woman to win Miss North Carolina. So I thought that was a, a really cool and interesting highlight for, you know, for her and her family. Well, but she also was, she had a very big platform of, it was very important for her that she was able to compete in pageants with her natural hair. Cause she's, she is a black woman and she's like, I don't want to, I want people to know that you can do things and, and you don't have to go through that the, you know, the transformation, if, if this isn't how you were born, then you don't have to do it any other way. And she wanted it to be, um, you know, known that she's, she's not going to, you know, straighten her hair and relax her hair. She wants to have her natural hair as part of her beauty in and let that speak with her. And, um, and that's exactly what she did. And she, I, I loved it. I mean, she's a very beautiful woman and loved that she was very steadfast in her convictions, convictions on that. Well, let's hope those those memories and the things that she stood for carry forth because I think those are powerful within the pageant community. It's just so, you know, show your independence, show how you feel comfortable, how you feel the most beautiful, because at the end of the day, that's it. So it's most important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we are sending all the thoughts and prayers because yes. that's our vibes. And mm-hmm. another community leader who is standing steadfast in her convictions is Miss Brene Brown. So this week she posted that she was not, she was pausing on releasing any new episodes of her podcast. Um, on, and she is on the Spotify network and she decided. Do what? She's exclusive on. Yeah, she is exclusive podcast. on, on Spotify. Yes. And this comes okay. on the heels of a, an interview that Joe Rogan hosted with a doctor who was giving out information that seemed to contradict some um, some leading uh, thoughts and theories in the COVID and um, infectious diseases. So people were really up in arms that there was, you know, like, how can you let him just spread misinformation? Like, what's going on with this? Like, how are you not holding people accountable? And there were artists who decided to pull their music from um, from Spotify if they were going to continue with Joe Rogan. Um, and I believe it was Neil Young that we heard about and Joni Mitchell that said, you know, we're not pull, pull our music until you get rid of Joe Rogan. So Spotify said, well, we're not getting rid of Joe Rogan and we hate to, to you know, it was part ways with you. But if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. And they chose to walk. And Brene um, was kind of was like, wait a minute, I I don't, I'm not trying to say that we need to cancel Joe Rogan, but we need to pause and think about what's going on here. So that's exactly what she did. She took to her website and posted on her social media. Um, and we'll link that for you guys in the show notes if you want to read the whole thing. But the gist of it being that she needed to take time and she needs to think and figure out like, what does she want to do with this? And she spoke with the leaders and execs at Spotify who were able to come to a conclusion and an agreement that they wanted to make their information and policies more clear and direct for the people who are hosting on their platform to understand where they are with this and how they're going to proceed to go forward. And I really love that Brene took time like, like took a minute because that's very much in her wheelhouse. And, you know, we love her, you know, around here. We just appreciate what she's done for creating an open space to talk about vulnerability and accountability. And, you know, we really appreciate what she's done for that. So I, I really enjoyed her take on this and it wasn't a, she didn't, it wasn't a me or you type mentality. It was like, can we just pause, think about this? I need to understand my footing as I go forward. And I'm just asking for some, for some space and some time to do that. And I thought that was a really brave thing to ask for, but also thank you, Brene, for like just blazing that path and being like, no, it's okay to pause. If you are unsure of how you feel about it, if it doesn't align with your values and your principles, then you have every right to be like, I need to pause on this and I need to think about what my next move needs to be. I thought it was, so the, re- this, the response that she released um, was, I will, this is the first one mm-hmm. when she was taking a pause, I will not be releasing any podcast until further notice to our unlocking us and dare to lead communities. I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry. And I'll let you know 
if and when that changes. Stay awkward, brave, and kind. So, and in the further announcement that she made, when she said, like, I've been working with Spotify, but it was more or less just about, honestly, like her, like making sure that her message, her platform says she was saying true to, she was basically walking the walk. She's like, if I'm talking all this and I'm telling people to, you know, stay in your convictions and honor what you think and, you know, check in with yourself and taking a pause, like, where do you feel like, and she's like, and she's not going to do it. Then, then what does she stand for? This is, she's, she's basically using her own fight. She's like, if I can't do this now, then I never will. Right. You know? And yeah. so that's kind of where I felt it was, was appropriate. The backlash that she got now, again, just reading that I was like, Renee, come on. You know, like I was like, I, but then when I read her additional, I was like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. But it is, it's groundbreaking. I think that she's great. She, she was, she's not saying in her release that in any way is she saying that you should censor she's she's anti-censorship she's anti-cancel culture she does not want that she's like i had to make sure for my brand for my for Brene brown to release any further podcasts i had to make sure it checked in with what i felt was comfortable i felt like it was right right i i respect it i do too I do too. And because I, I was with you in the when I first read her first initial, like I'm pausing until further notice, I was like, oh, oh, you know, but I also think that 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 also stands very much in in alignment with what she's always said of like, if, if I'm not leading with my values, then I'm not doing it right. And for her, knowing that, you know, she has she just needs to make sure that she is supporting and being in a place that supports where she's going, going forward. And she even says, um, I'm going to paraphrase this a little bit in her, uh, her second post of like, you know, I might, I will defend your right to say things, even if what you're saying turns a fire in my belly. And I thought, you know, like, that's a great point because we all have the right to say what we want to say, but Brittany, you and I have talked about this off air of like, yes, but where's that line of, enough is enough or too far is too far when it comes to, you know, having something to say and then the violation of freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mean I that's think- like, we don't have that answer, but it's like, you know, where do you want to hold accountable? Is it Joe Rogan? I'm just using this as the example, cause this is what we talked about in the, in this um, example, but like, is it Joe Rogan's job to fact check the guests that comes on? Is it the producer's job? Is it Spotify's job to make sure that they're doing that on their behalf? Or is it just like, no, we're just going to let these people say whatever the hell they want to say, regardless of what the content is. And then we'll deal with the repercussions later. So it's, it's just interesting how, you know, again, everybody has the freedom of speech and the right to say what they want to say, but it's also like, at what point do you as a content creator take responsibility for what you're standing behind? Mm -hmm. I think that until we figure out what that line is, I, you know, you can't, I don't think you can pull everything back because then you get into that wonky area. I've listened to Joe Rogan. I've listened to the podcast that is in question or the podcast. There's two. I think that there were mainly the, the two ones that he had on that were uh, most controversial. Um, you know, Joe Rogan doesn't really resonate with me. I don't think that it's uh, I think that, you know, he can do his thing. Hats off to him made a shit ton of money. Do your thing. Um, I don't think that I enjoy him as an interviewer. I don't think that I think, but as me and I have a podcast, I think it's interesting to listen to different points of view and to get different kind of takes. Um, I found some of the things that I listened to interesting. I liked how they, the people that he had on Joe Rogan, wasn't questioning uh, certain things. The people that he had on were, and I was like, you're free to question. I think it's great. Um, but in regards to what Brene did, I thought this was very good. I thought that when she released her statement, and I'm going to read a little bit of it, she said, I paused because as a creator with two podcasts exclusively on Spotify, I wanted to better understand the organization's misinformation policy. I wanted to take, I wanted to talk to Spotify leadership about their position, their policies, and the application of those policies. I met with them twice last week and once again this week. I've listened, they've listened, and my assessment is that everyone is open and learning, including myself. I, I mean, that's a great way to do it. I really do. That is, I think that was a great, I, I would love to know if Joe Rogan is meeting with Spotify leadership. I had to imagine that he is, um, and, and seeing where things stand. Um, I don't think that Spotify was basically like 
saying we're going to do all this misinformation because of Brene Brown. I don't think that's that they're a multi-billion company. No, but I think there's enough artists and I think, yeah, I think there's power in, you know, in numbers. And I think, you know, not just Brene's voice, but there's, I, I know that, you know, Neil Young and Joni Mitchell aren't the only ones who were upset that they're, you know, being associated with the company that does promote, you know, this type of misinformation. So I think that they, I think Spotify had to take an internal look and be like, all right, hang tight. You're right. Let's listen on this. Let's think. And let's, um, you know, let's see what we can do to appease everybody. Now you're not going to please everybody. I, I understand that. And they're going to people be who decide that their music is not best suited for Spotify and that's on them too. And that's totally fine. If you're like, Nope, this is not my place. This is, I don't support this. And there are other platforms and streaming platforms out there that you can choose to utilize. Um, you know, so you just got to do what's right for you and keep on moving forward. I think too, is something to keep in mind when people, maybe these certain artists that are, or could be possibly pulling their stuff off Spotify or maybe pulling it off other platforms that don't have the same, whatever line, it might not just be COVID related. It might just be like initially, like, where do I stand? Is yes. this something, you know, it's basically, is this a platform that supports like what I've been my mission? Like, I think it, I think that's what the pandemic and a lot of other things have, it makes you question things around. You're like, okay, well, what's my mission? What's my, what's my purpose? Am I, am I leading with integrity? So this might be really more integrity based than really COVID based. I don't think that sometimes they're like, well, they're just fair mongering. It's something like, well, I mean, if this is their beliefs, I think they're checking in with their beliefs and where they stand on something. So I don't think that we should be all quick to just, let's say like they're put them into a pile because I think they're looking at the greater picture down the line. Like what if it's not just COVID, it's something else. Yeah. And I think that's the the whole premise behind the misinformation because there's misinformation that stems outside of, you know, politics, yeah. religion. I and mean, there's, you know, plenty of things that are misinformed on, right. on all things. So it's not just Joe Rogan. Like yeah. it's, it, it's, I mean, he's, he's massive in the podcast media, but it's, it's like when we span out, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a bigger picture. <laughs> all right. What do we have next? Uh, next we have the, uh, let's see, Whoopi Goldberg is getting suspended from the V, uh, on Tuesday, she was, it was announced that she would be suspended from the network, um, because she repeatedly during an episode of the show that aired on Monday made the remark that the Holocaust was not about race and comments that came at that time raising anti-Semitism, um, and she later apologized, but in the episode, her comments were, um, that, and I'm quoting man's inhumanity to man and not it, the Holocaust was not about race. And when one of her co-hosts challenged the assertion saying that the Holocaust was driven by white supremacy, Ms. Goldberg said, but these two white group, but these are two white groups of people. And she added, this is a, this is white people doing it to white people. So y'all are going to fight amongst yourselves. And she continued to speak and music came on indicating that there was a commercial break. Wow. So, um, you know, that obviously did not sit well with a lot of people and for very good reason as to that being, you know, an absurd comment that someone would make. And I think there was um, somebody on a, a TV show on John Don Lemon show said that it was a clumsy remark. And I thought that was a an interesting way to put this because she did fumble a lot with this. But in in all reality, I obviously my family is Jewish. So this is, you know, when anybody brings up the Holocaust or says, you know, it didn't happen or makes these kind of remarks. I'm it, like, it just blows my mind. I'm like, there's 6 million people that died at the hands of hatred. And you're telling me it didn't happen. Like that's insane. And then for, you know, for Whoopi to say that this wasn't about race. I'm like, it was a hundred percent about race. Cause it was somebody who wanted to eliminate what they thought was an inferior race. And I understand in when she says, you know, it's a white crime against white people in her coming from her point of view, she is seeing this from a black person's perspective. And I don't, by all means, this is not like how I think all black people think. Um, but I could see how that was something that she was like, no, this, this isn't about race because it's the color of a skin against the color of a skin. And I think what she was missing was the bigger picture of like, no, it is a race of humans that were eliminated from the planet based upon their decision to be of the religious faith that they are in. 
Um, and she did later apologize. And I wanted to read this statement that she made too, that technology was still kind of flubbed to be yeah, honest. I do too. Like it was the best foot forward. Um, and when you, when you're this clumsy, I, I think that this was still, it still needs a little bit of a, a little, um, help. Yeah. So she said on Stephen Colbert's show on Monday night, um, she apologized, explaining that as a black person, she thinks racism is being based on skin color, but that she realized not everyone sees it that way. I get it. Folks are angry. She said, I accept that. And I did it to myself. So not exactly the feeling of, you know, I did something wrong in that, in, in, in fact, I think that was a very um, a big misstep for her. I think she had the ability to say something different and to, you know, right the wrong in which she claimed that it wasn't. But I do think, um, I, well, I'm hopeful that, you know, given the two weeks that she has time to think about that and reflect that racism isn't just about the color of skin, but the race of people and that that can look very different between, you know, between people and between races. And she did release a statement in addition to that on her Instagram, but it has been taken down. So, oh, okay, that that's interesting because I read it last night. So I wonder, and maybe she's taken some time to reflect about it. I mean, I guess um, this does. I'm sure the two weeks hits very hard. Uh, I do think I, I think you're correct. I think that it, she just didn't see it as that racism a little bit differently. And I think it's just going to take a little time to like learn about it. Um, it, it. It does hit really hard at a time when people do not think that the Holocaust really happened. I can't, I, I'm just, I mean, amazed by this. And there has been an uprise in anti-Semitic um, like threats and crimes. And so I think that this also hits at a very, very, very bad time. So I think this was probably a good call. I mean, I don't, I'm not for cancel culture, but just to take a pause, be like, Hey, you know, cause you have, you do have so much influence. So to be honest, I've, we've talked about this offline, but I really, I've, I've always liked her. I think that she offers a different perspective at times. Um, she does get away with a lot saying a lot, but I never minded her on the view. I always respected her and you know, and I'd always, I didn't always have to agree with her hundred percent, but I like what she brought to the table. I really did. Um, that's why I was really shocked by this comment. I was, I was taken aback. I, I thought that this was really something I did not see coming, even though she has said a couple of things here and there about, um, Judaism in the past, like w when it related to the Holocaust and like how it wasn't, if people were relating to how, uh, against the civil rights movement or it's enslavement slavery and stuff like that. She's like, well, you, basically it was black people went through worse. And I, that's kind of the tone, but I don't think that's the way that history should make itself. Like it should be, it was wrong across yeah. the board. I do. And I think to, to kind of go back to your point, I mean, I, I do agree with you. Like I, I like Whoopi Goldberg and I think what makes this so heart hurtful is that it's disappointing that she would say something like this. I mean, I, I hope that she sees that what she's done is what's wrong. And I hope that she does take the time to, to do the work on this. Um, but I, I just, I think the disappointment for me was what hurt the most about her making these comments. I'm like, Oh, that's it's disappointing. Right. Right. It was because she stands for so many other things. I thought that this was very shocking. Yeah. I so agree. Everyone can have a bad day. I don't think, that, I mean, listen, yeah. this is more than a bad day. I get it, but everybody can misstep. Everybody can learn. I do not, again, do not want to cancel her. Do not. I think that she still deserves to see at that table. Um, everyone can mess up and come back a better person. And let's hope that, you know, yeah. and does she need to issue another apology? I, you know, that's up to her. I, to me, I just felt like maybe I think she will. Yeah, I think she'll. Right yeah, I was gonna say I think she's got work to do, and I think she's she will understand at the end. Not again, not like you do work in two weeks, you've figured everything out. But I do think that on her journey, she's going to have more clarity, and that she will be understand why this was, you know, very disrespectful and very hurtful for millions of people. Exactly. Well, you got anything else you want to chat about before we wrap this up? Well. I did have one question. You have been sharing your, one of your favorite quotes 
offline to me and I wanted you to speak it to the world, to the Zen community so they can carry it with them because you've been carrying it with you. Now I have been carrying it with me today and I thought you should, you know, send it out to the world. Absolutely. Well, Brittany, thank you for reminding me that I wanted to share that today. So my favorite Peloton instructor, Mr. Cody Rigsby said this this week and I immediately wrote it down. I was like, I love this. And he said, just because I don't like it doesn't mean I'm judging it. And that really rang true for me too. Cause I mean, there, I'm sure there are times where people say something and I'm like, ew, no, I would never, I'm not judging you for doing it. I'm just passionate about my dislike for something. And that shows in my face. It shows in my voice. It shows in my, you know, mannerisms, but I'm not judging you because I dislike something. And I thought, you know what, that just, that really hit home. And I have, um, on my planner, every week there's a space for you to write a quote. Like it doesn't give you one, but it gives you space to write one. And that was my uh, quote this week. And I was like, thanks, Cody. It's a good one. I think it's a great one. I mean, why not? We, we should all live our life. Like, like I'm, like, I'm not judging it. Like, yeah, I just don't like it. It doesn't mean I'm judging it. Just, I don't like it. I'm like, I dig that. Like stuff. the world is basically a lot of cilantro walking around. I don't judge it. You just do you, you know? <laughs> exactly. But you know what we do like? We like it when you guys rate the podcast, you review it, you give comments. And what we love most is when you share it with friends. So if you're like, you have got to listen to these girls, they make me giggle. Please share giggle with a friend because we absolutely love it when you guys share the love of CZL. So please keep doing that. If you have a girlfriend that has vagina juice, send her. <laughs> If you have a friend that has a moist March goal, send this to her. The legs of this are, are just limitless and it's all up to you. So share, share, share. And on that note, we'll see you next time, Zen friends. Bye. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.